வெல்கம் டு கிரியேட்டிங் வெல் த்ரூ பேசிவ் அப்பார்ட்மெண்ட் இன்வெஸ்டிங் பாட்காஸ்ட் இன் திஸ் ஷோ வி வில் டிஸ்கஸ் அபவுட் பெஸ்ட் அண்ட் வர்ஸ்ட் எக்ஸ்பீரியன்சஸ் அபவுட் பேசிவ் அண்ட் ஆக்டிவ் அப்பார்ட்மெண்ட் இன்வெஸ்டிங் அண்ட் ஐ ஆம் யுவர் ஹோஸ்ட் ராமகிருஷ்ணா லெஸ் பிகின் த ஷோ டுடேஸ் அவர் கெஸ்ட் இஸ் மரிஷியோர் ரோகே ஃப்ரம் பிரேக் ஸ்டோன் இன்வெஸ்ட்மெண்ட் குரூப் வெல்கம் மரிஷியோ தேங்க் யூ சோ மச் தேங்க் யூ ஃபார் ஹேவிங் மீ ஷோர் தேங்க் யூ uh and a little bit about marisho marisho is a professional real estate agent in southern california with over 5 years in experience helping families buy sell or invest in real estate in southern california his passion is helping first time home buyers find their first home prior to real estate marisho managed a bankruptcy department for a local law firm in orange county while being a constant guest at an espn radio show Marisho started his real estate investing journey in 2019 after helping one of his residential clients buy their first investment. Since then Marisho has traveled across the US to identify investment opportunities, meet brokers, lenders and has developed a solid network of professionals ready to take on the next investment. So with that Marisho would you like to add anything to your background? Um I think that's pretty complete. Um I've been a residential agent for 7 years since I left the law firm. and uh, uh two years in real estate investing as of now great and thank you thank you very much and so would you share a little bit about your experience in bankruptcy department for a local law firm in orange county and also as a constant guest uh, at an espn radio show yes absolutely so i managed the bankruptcy department at a big law firm in, in santa ana my boss was able to book a spot uh with a uh a Hispanic radio host at ESPN uh station to advertise the law firm and uh bankruptcies were very tough at that time so they asked me one time to be a guest um uh, and uh the phones were just uh ringing like like crazy i mean at the time i mean people were losing their homes people were getting cars repossessed and uh my boss said hey can you come back one more time and and that ended up happening uh, almost a weekly basis for almost 2 years okay god so is that like 2007 to 9 that period uh it was uh, i believe from 2011 to 2013 okay got it and you're very passionate about helping first time home buyers uh, for finding their first home so would you share a little bit about your experiences why you want to do that you know well, when i was in, in bankruptcies i i had the the task of walking people through foreclosures i helped them uh, do short sales uh, and liquidate their debt so i got to hear a lot of the stories on why or how they got there and i always thought i've always always been intrigued by real estate and i thought if i ever get involved in real estate i want to be sure that i'm on the other side of the coin i don't want to be the person telling people hey uh, um your debt has been liquidated you know you you eliminated your house i want to be the person that says here's the keys to your new home so would you share any kind of some bad stories and uh, that came across to you oh yeah there's one that's that's very clear there was a, a family up in the valley that uh, had a 31 year old son who was disabled he had been shot when he was i think 17 or 18 and they refinanced their home to uh, build a ramp in the bathroom and built it uh, for him and, and unfortunately the the tapalon that they received was uh not right or or just not proper and uh they ended up losing their home and it it was tough i mean it's it's one of those things that you go home and you just can't stop thinking about it and and you think if i ever get a chance to be on the other side of the table i want to make sure that i do everything right so this doesn't happen to my clients 
got it and thank you uh, and share like from 2019 onwards you completely shifted towards our real estate side so what is the reason and sh- share me like your first investment experience and some challenging moments for that first investment um so uh, as you mentioned in my bio i i helped one of my clients buy a, a, an investment home and it was a small property it was a beautiful property unfortunately one, as soon as they bought it one of the tenants didn't pay so it was three units. And so I thought, okay, so there goes 30% of their, their income. So 30% vacancy. And uh, after doing some research, thinking, how could I help them more? Uh, that's when I found that investing in bigger properties is actually a safer investment. Because if you have 30 units and you have one vacancy, the, the impact is, is a lot less. So I started doing more research. I attended a couple of uh, conferences about investments. And I started educating myself more. I started listening to a lot of podcasts as well on my drives home, uh, uh, even at night, uh, on my dead time. I was just trying to learn as much as I could about about the industry. And and I just found it fascinating that uh, as an individual, uh, yes, you may not own the entire thing, but you can own part of a massive project, massive business that otherwise you probably wouldn't stand a chance. Got it. Share me about any of your challenging experiences forever on your first day? Probably the most challenging experience that I had at the beginning was finding the right market because you think you're going to be spending a lot of time and a lot of effort and resources researching this market. And what if I'm wrong, <laughs> right? What if I do all this and uh, uh, effort and uh, I can't find anything? So my first market that I started looking at was actually Phoenix, uh, Arizona, which is a very, very competitive market. I mean, I was traveling there once a month. I was meeting brokers, you know, property managers. I was putting LOIs at least uh, two a month. And I just kept getting crushed uh, in, in the offers. And I kept trying, but something in my subconscious kept telling me that I needed to look elsewhere. And um, I think I should have started looking in a different market sooner, but it took me about five months uh, before I started looking somewhere else. Got it. So would you share your uh, current forecast markets? What is the reason behind choosing those markets? Well, after uh, looking in Phoenix, I started looking in the Midwest. And uh, the reason is simply I had some friends that were looking there and I thought it's not as competitive. After after getting crushed in Phoenix, I thought I'm going to look at a market that is not one of the top 10. Uh, there's always people making money, no matter where it is. It could be uh, in a small town, it could be in a big city, and there's always people making money. So I started looking in a, at a different uh, place in the Midwest. And the first time I uh, start, did my first underwriting, as soon as I plugged the numbers, the, the numbers looked a whole lot better than they had ever looked in when I was looking in Phoenix. So to me, that was a light bulb moment. And I, that's when I decided I'm doing the right thing. Got it. So what's your business model and what is your, you know, business plan, exit criteria, what kind of returns you're offering? And we're looking at, at as far as exit strategy, probably exit within five or, or seven years. I mean, the pandemic changed a lot. Uh, I know at first uh, people wanted to exit in three to five years, but what if it's not possible? So we started underwriting between five and seven years, looking at returns. I mean, we're trying to be as as uh, uh, conservative as possible. I mean, we have a, a property that the returns are an average at 7% cash on cash. If we refinance on year three, they, they go up to 11, but we don't want to present that to, to our passive investors because what if the market changes and we're not able to, to refinance? 
So we're trying to be a, a very uh, conservative on the underwriting uh, 7% uh, plus uh, cash on cash, uh, B or C class value add, but we're not looking to do a, a heavy lift. We're not looking to replace all the furnaces. Uh, we're not looking to replace, uh, you know, spend uh, tens of thousands of dollars in plumbing. We're looking for light renovations. Got it. Would you share any of your best investing experience so far? Best uh, investing experience? I think uh, I would say that it's uh, the, the people that I've met because in, in residential real estate, uh, you can't really tell your friends or your colleagues, hey, there's somebody that's thinking about selling because they'll take the sale from you, right? But in multifamily, there's a lot of help available if you, if you seek it. Uh, there's a lot of people that are willing to help. And I think that's been my best experience that I've talked to people that I, I never thought would help me. I mean, the, the gentleman who sold me the, the first apartment building, he is the, the founder of the biggest brokerage in, in, in that state. And uh, I never thought that a gentleman in his position would even take the time to take my call, nonetheless, to, to help me and walk me through and, and uh, uh, even mentor me at some point. So I think that's been my best experience, the, the people that I've met. Got it. Thank you. So would you also share any of your worst or challenging experience in real estate space? Uh, worst experience? I mean, there's... The pandemic changed a lot. I used to travel a lot. Anytime I liked the property, I would go see it. I mean, even to the Midwest, I would travel, catch a flight the same night. That was very, very challenging. I mean, at that point when uh, you're thinking March, April, May of last year, I mean, the, the world shut down, even lending changed. At that point, I was underwriting deals and I couldn't make them work because uh, lenders needed reserves, et cetera, et cetera. So that was very tough. I mean, and, and no one really had any answer. There was just a lot of speculation. Yeah, market's gonna, going to crash. There's going to be deals available. And, and I never thought that would happen because real estate doesn't, I mean, it is tangible, doesn't really change uh, unless some, something, the owners will never let go of something uh, as big as that investment. So I think that that was probably the worst part, just the, the uncertainty of not knowing what to do when we got hit directly with the pandemic. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. And share me what is your current focus and something you're excited about now? The current focus, I mean, we have, uh, we're focusing on two different markets. We're focusing on a single, I mean, uh, multifamily, 40 to 70 units uh, in, in the Midwest and in one of the states in the South. But also, we started looking at deals here in the LA area. Uh, and that's something that we're very excited about because um, I never thought that I could invest in my own backyard. It's, it's kind of taboo. Uh, prices are too expensive. Cappers are too compressed. The laws are very uh, tenant friendly, et cetera, et cetera. So don't invest here, get out of here. But what I found is that there's people that are doing investments here, smaller multifamily, and their investors are ex extremely happy. And uh, um, we found opportunities. We actually closed on, on two properties. One was seven units in uh, uh, about a couple of weeks ago and the other one was four units in Hollywood that we closed about a month and a half ago and we are extremely excited about those deals and so are our investors. Are those deals are you investing for cash flow or appreciation or both? Mostly appreciation. There's not uh, cash flow. That's a great question by the way. Uh, this is these deals don't really cash flow for the first uh, maybe year uh, so it's mostly appreciation but when they do uh, uh, the appreciation is, is significantly high. 
Got it. Yeah. So, so any one advice that have impact on you, my issue? My advice would be something I wish somebody would have told me since the beginning is to start networking. I try to do everything on my own for the first five or six months uh, in, in my investment career. But I mean, networking is, is key. Uh, I, I wish I would have started uh, networking sooner. I mean, right now I, 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 I attend a lot of networking events on a weekly basis and I talk to people everywhere in upstate New York and Alaska and Florida, uh, you name it, and, and, and here in LA. And uh, I, I think you don't have to be actively looking for properties. You don't have to be underwriting properties. Uh, you don't have to have funds in your account. You just have to start networking and just start talking to people. I think that's that really changed uh, my perspective. It, it made a significant impact in our career. Uh, I say our career, my wife and I, the moment we started networking. Great. So that is great. Oh, one last thing. And, and the best part is that these networking events, most of them are free. So there, there's really no no excuse. Got it. Cool. So any books that impacted your life and what way? Uh, yes, actually, I have one that I read recently. It's called The Life You're Meant to Lead by uh, uh, Tom Hamill. Uh, he is a uh, uh, a friend of mine. It's it's a it's a great book. It's a, a book that I read it the first time I read it is when I was uh, flying uh, to Michigan and uh, to see the property. And it's just, I mean, if you're looking at investments, that means that you're automatically thinking outside the box. And uh, a book like this is very motivating. It, it'll connect all the dots, and I, I would strongly recommend it. The 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 life you're meant to lead by Tom Hamill. Got it. Thank you. So how about giving back to community? I would say with the tenants that we have, we take care of them in, in ways that most uh, investors wouldn't. Um, I'm, I'm trying to be careful with how I say it, but there's, uh, um, there's investors that would uh, uh, evict the tenants in uh, um, um, the easiest or most affordable way possible. We, however, make sure that, that our uh, tenants are well taken care of. And uh, it, it's it's a good feeling. It's good for them. It makes a big impact in families that would probably never have that amount of money in their hands. Um, so I feel that that's a, a good way for us to give back. Got it. Cool. And how can listeners can connect with you? Uh, the easiest way would be through our website, which is BrickstoneInvestmentGroup.com. Or I'm also very active on, on uh, social media, on Facebook, Mauricio Roque, or Instagram. And, um, those are usually the, the ones that I respond to the most. Got it. Cool. And th- thank you, Marisha, and thanks for adding value to the show. No, thank you. Th- thanks for having me. And, and I hope this this helps the listeners and whoever's listening. I mean, if they're already listening to this show, that means they're already taking a good step and they're moving the needle forward. Sure, sure. If you like the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And if you want to connect with me, please send me a message, info at ushacapital.com. Thank you for listening. Creating Wealth Through Passive Apartment Investing Podcast. I hope you learned something from the show. See you in the next episode. Thank you. Any information provided from these shows are educational purpose only. As always, please consult with your own CPA, legal and financial advisor before investing.